Hi and welcome to What's Next. I'm Therese, your host, and in this week's episode we have amazing guests on the show. So let's get started right away. Have fun listening. Hello, nice to meet you. Thank nice you to be you. part on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure having you. Um, we start right away with the first question. Mm -hmm. Please introduce yourself and the studio. Okay. Um, actually, uh, my office is situated in uh, Rotterdam, in the Netherlands, uh, despite I'm uh, originally Japanese. Uh, I have actually two offices uh, running together. Uh, one is called uh, Madama, Urbanism and Landscape. Um, this office is actually for, yeah, specialized in uh, urban design, urban planning, master planning, and also the landscape design. And then uh, the other office is called Massa Architects, um, focusing on to architecture and interior work. And yeah, I, I was a little confused um, which one now is yours, but you're mm -hmm. part of both of them. Actually, uh, to be precise, the uh, Madma, the first one is my own company. And mm -hmm. then uh, the other company, Massa Architects, I have one Dutch uh, partner, and then uh, Masa came from Matsura, Sangers, so our both names came to mix, to be Masa architects. So you have the round, you have urban landscape planning mm -hmm. and architecture office. Yes, indeed. But before we get uh, deeper into this, we have some warm-up questions. Mm -hmm. The first one would be, what's your favorite drink, alcoholic or non-alcoholic? Uh, yeah, uh, non-alcoholic one, um, green tea, Japanese green tea. Mm -hmm. uh, I mean, it has to be a very good one, by the way. Yeah. Um, then alcoholic one, um, I don't know if you know, the one of the very typical drinks in Japan called shochu. No. I think most of the people know sake, as you might yeah. know. And sake is a rice wine, right? Mm -hmm. And shochu is... Actually, as popular as sake, but this is a, a type of spirit made out of different things. Like, uh, my favorite is the one which is made out of sweet potato. It sounds also like a really good medicine when you're sick. Yeah, it depends <laughs> how you look at it, of course, but <laughs> <laughs> mostly, yes. Um, the second question would be, if you could develop a skill overnight, Mm -hmm. What would it be? What would you wish for? It can be anything. Um, my wish is that I want to be able to say uh, all kinds of the name of the plants, like any type of vegetation by looking at it. Really? That's uh, what I really want. Uh, I know quite a lot, of course, but still, this universe of the vegetation is so large. I'm just like feel like I keep being a beginner all the time. So So you have also a big garden with a uh, lot of plants? Or do you uh, go into a forest or into a park and then Yeah, wherever actually, even including my garden, that's I want to be aware, you know, like what mm -hmm. what am I looking at, what they are and what they do and 
somehow that uh, attracts my attention all the time. But that's a really nice wish. I haven't he heard this before. <laughs> Most people say time traveling, mm -hmm. flying, some superhero power. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> I don't really need those actually. No. <laughs> then your favorite hobby besides architecture. Yeah, I do quite a lot of uh, like a gardening. That's one thing. Uh, it's relating to my kind of personal interest to vegetation and nature. and But also I do a lot of, how you call this, a DIY thing. You know, make just things by yourself. And mm -hmm. especially I'm obsessed to pick up something from the street, pick up some junks and make something out of it. That somehow attracts me the most. For example, like an old chair? Or does it have yeah, to be really... chair or, you know, broken piano legs, uh, turn it into uh, shelves or like anything, like uh, the, the broken window frames or, yeah, somehow I like to convert kind mm -hmm. of uh, useless uh, thing into something useful. What was the last thing you turned into something useful? Uh, that was actually, I made one uh, cabinet standing mm -hmm. uh, on my balcony, uh, holding uh, all these plants inside. It was mm -hmm. just a combination of, the, you know, like a piece of woods from the street, uh, broken piano legs, and also uh, some sheet of glass, which was thrown away. And then, uh, yeah, that's, that was big fun. This also sounds really creative and interesting. <laughs> So I read that you are also a teacher. Yes. So you sit at an interesting intersection of practice and education. How mm -hmm. important is this intersection in your work and your ability to um, embrace your ideas? Actually, uh, for me, there's not much boundary between teaching and uh, our professional practice uh, because uh, Even during our practice, uh, you know, what we are doing is a uh, learning process on every uh, moment. And also we are working in the office with a team where I'm also teaching some stuff and I'm also taught by them you mm -hmm. know, what to do, what can happen. So teaching in school is a bit of extension of that. Of course, it is formulated in different way. It's under education kind of a category, but... I'm also learning a lot from the students, obviously, because they are living in different generations. So they know lots of things which I don't know. Mm -hmm. And when you start your design process, you, you, you attend an, a competition, how do you start? Do you need to lock yourself into a room alone and you have to think really carefully or do you walk in nature around or how do you mm. start? Um, we have a kind of uh, standard process, which mm -hmm. uh, first we, yeah, in a way, two things going in parallel. One is a highly inspirational approach, which you better not to be informed too much information. Mm -hmm. So your intuition or your instinct somehow plays a big role, or your underconsciousness plays a big role. On the other hand, we also need to know the facts apart from all this emotion, your opinion, but we just want to know the facts. Mm -hmm. So uh, we do this, uh, I'm kind of intentionally to run these two uh, parallel things at the same time. So one hand, we keep collecting all the facts 
to be very objective towards the subject which we are dealing with. But at the same time, you don't want to be just completely occupied by the facts. So I try to unlock the brain once in a while. So mm -hmm. in that case, you better go out or you better drink something. Or <laughs> that's, uh, but in a way, I'm doing this a bit intentionally. Mm -hmm. Because our brain is very inflexible often. You get easily stuck. Yeah, and somewhere. I think we, we don't even know how to open all the doors of our brain. They are locked probably mm. our whole life. <laughs> yeah. Well, maybe in my case, uh, there's some uh, technical issue uh, with this uh, because, as I told you, we are working on uh, a very wide range of scale of the project. Mm -hmm. so sometimes, for example, like we are working on a master plan for, I don't know, 300,000 inhabitants, something. So very, very large master plan. At the same time, we are working on the interior design where we are designing the furniture, for instance. Mm -hmm. And because we are running such a project uh, simultaneously, uh, there's mm, somehow very easy sometimes to switch the thinking or the part of the brain. And it just naturally happens because mm -hmm. I have to jump one project to the other all the time. So I can be a bit, how we call it, I can stay distance to the subject. So that's also the one, uh, one thing which I really appreciate, the situation we are. And when you're in this design process, who or what inspires you? Mm. It, it doesn't need to be a person from the architectural world. It can be anything. I can't give you a really good answer for it because I'm probably sensitive on anything. Mm -hmm. It can be even not human being, but something or just piece of rock or stone or flower or a smell or, yeah, but I mean, on the other hand, it is a human being anyway, no? Mm -hmm. You want to believe you are influenced by something, but you are wrong. You are under the influence of many other things at the same time. So, um, yeah, it's very difficult to uh, point out what exactly influences me. Yeah. And also every idea that we, that we have, we mm -hmm. probably saw it before somewhere without even noticing yeah. it. Exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. And you already mentioned the topic plants and nature. Mm -hmm. So what importance has nature in your projects? I mean, the, the planet is burning mm. is on fire mm. so what is your approach in terms of climate mm. change um okay uh, climate change is one very narrow issue actually to talk about so i maybe start with a bit broader issue mm -hmm. which is that um when we for example deal with the nature uh not only in the landscape project but in uh, architecture project sometimes that uh one thing i have noticed is that uh or maybe this is my own opinion, so I don't know if this is an objective opinion, but uh, in terms of the architecture, I often see the, the real excitement or the real, uh, how you call it, the climax of the, the profession is that when you kind of organize things, when you're mm -hmm. sorting out, when you sharpen, when you make things simple, and then, uh, then things, uh, in a way, the simpler uh, becomes uh, more sophisticated. So this is a very much artifact-oriented uh, process. Uh, 
Mm-hmm. But if you think about how the vegetation behaves, I feel nearly opposite. In a way, the nature behaves much more exciting when they start playing complexity instead of the simplicity.、Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have a row of 10 trees, same shape, it doesn't bring you much of inspiration, but if these 10 trees are all different and different shapes, and then all kinds of complication and all kinds of mystery will be invited in. So,、uh, I see these two things are coming from different directions. And then,、uh, then now I can narrow down to climate change issue. That's,、uh, in a way,、uh, I'm not too much、um, into, or my obsession doesn't go straight into technology side of the, what exactly, like how many PV panels you use, or,、um, but more into just simply how can we、uh, reduce the waste. In all levels. And then, even、uh, in case of the large urban planning, we're always looking into things which you can recycle or you can preserve or you、mm-hmm. can use, which is already there. Instead of trying to make everything by ourselves,、mm-hmm. and this is maybe relating to my hobby of picking up something from the street.、Mm-hmm. In a way, we feel so good when you. Smartly organize things in such that you reduce the waste, or you can recycle things to turn it into something beautiful. That is such a rewarding feeling, and which is, I think, directly relating to what the sustainability means actually in the first、mm-hmm. place. So, do you think there's actually still the need to build something new,、mm-hmm. or should we stop? Completely, not completely, but in most cases, and just give old buildings a new life?、Uh, I, my feeling is that indeed there are lots of things you can do within existing buildings. And there are so many projects which is a renovation for instance,、mm-hmm. uh, but uh, we are not doing enough. There are more possibilities. Uh, mm-hmm. And uh, also, you know, one of the latest projects of us,、uh, we have just converted one old building from the 1940s. Yeah.、Uh, that building was supposed to be demolished, but because of some reasons,、uh, they couldn't demolish. So we decided to convert this into one、uh, private villa, for example.、Mm-hmm. And then we discover all kinds of、uh, treasure out of this building. And this building was not meant to be a monument kind of building. So、mm-hmm. it was not something worth to preserve from the monumental point of view. But the reward was so big that it was very much eye opening for us. And,、uh, and then I also see like, many cities, including Rotterdam, Amsterdam, has a lot of、uh, empty office buildings, for instance, which you can also easily convert to residential or Uh, but in the Netherlands, actually, it is already happening a lot, to、mm-hmm. be honest. And do you think, for example, a single family house, is this up to date,、mm-hmm. the way of thinking?、Mm-hmm. Also, in terms of when do you call yourself successful? I m I think I need to ask you once again what exactly you're asking. I mean, Um, like in, in, for normal 
most of the people having or owning a single family house with mm. the fence around the garden and mm. the two cars. This means, okay, we have a great life. This is successful. But do you think in terms of overpopulation that a single family house is still up to date? Or should we rethink the whole living situation? I understand what you are pointing out. Uh, okay, of course, if you think functionally about how to deal with this growing population mm. of uh, our planet of Earth, for instance, of course, a single family house is not the smartest solution to deal with this population. Mm -hmm. um, simply because there are more people in this house, right? You, if you can't, uh, you can't just cover our whole planet out of the single family houses only. So that, but that is just a quantitative issue. It mm -hmm. doesn't necessarily mean we should eliminate this typology from our world because diversity is the importance of our world, right? Mm -hmm. So, and then in a way, our current market already suggests that living in the single family house is getting more and more difficult and it becomes the form of luxury. Mm -hmm. So it means you have to pay more if you want to earn that. So yeah. in a way, this phenomena is just happening as a uh, nature let's say and i don't have particular uh, opinion you should take one or the other but it is an uh, unavoidable fact that we need to think smartly about how to live in a denser uh, condition but still comfortable and nice and do you think if we look into the future that you don't build architecture anymore at some point, but you grow it. Mm -hmm. Grow you means, you mean extending or adding something on top or? For example, the materials, if we use the shell of crabs or something, mm -hmm. ah, and we grow out of this architectural things mm -hmm. with actually using nature, not concrete, mm, not wood, but we grow architecture ah, okay, or for example okay. the skin of, of a lemon mm -hmm. um, in that respect although it is still very difficult to find exact example of what you just mentioned but there are lots of new technologies uh, for example using the sand mm -hmm. or using uh, sand from the dune for instance or using the salt mm -hmm. which is uh, The, as a result of the, for example, desalination, I don't know that uh, if you know about this process, but desalination is simply converting seawater into sweet water. Mm -hmm. And then, of course, as a result, you end up with a lot of salt, right? And those kind of material, and also if you make steel, mm -hmm. then there will be a lot of, uh, uh, let's say, byproduct of the steel making, for example, it's called a slag. There are lots of uh, materials which is as a, as a byproduct of all this uh, production which we need. And those are uh, the potential material which uh, actually attracts me a lot these days. Mm -hmm. Because these materials are nearly, uh, you can get it in uh, infinite amount. And then it costs nothing to obtain. Yeah. So I don't know if... It doesn't mean they are growing by themselves, like uh, vegetation, but uh, I think the composition of the use of the material in the future uh, should shift. Because mm -hmm. what we are doing now is absolutely unsustainable. 
we produce a lot of trash that gets uh, shipped to Ghana and burned mm. during the night. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And how do you think, for example, artificial intelligence could mm. help us saving the planet? Um, probably, yeah, it, there's a lot of way to go, actually, from this mm -hmm. discussion. But um, in a way, the, the, the real hardcore truth is that uh, we, as a Homo sapiens, we are actually the problem of this planet. So, um, in a way, if when we use the word sustainability, I'm always a bit uh, trapped. The kind of question to myself, okay, from uh, which perspective you are looking at this sustainability issue? And my conclusion is what we use sustainability these days is only meant for us, uh, homo sapiens, let's say, mm -hmm. in a very short period of the life of the planet. Mm -hmm. Because um, if you think about the focus will be the, our planet, not the human being, for instance, then uh, we should go. So if we are gone from the planet, this is the best way to make this planet sustainable because we are hardly contributing anything to this planet, but only using it and then uh, demolish it. And we are the problem, actually, right? Mm -hmm. Yes. So... Um, Even if you are, I don't know, sorry to be very extreme, but even if you use up all the nuclear uh, bombs of the planet, and then we, uh, let's suppose, we all die. And then uh, there will be time of about 300,000 years to uh, diminish all the radiation, uh, for instance. But three, uh, 300,000 years in the life of the, this planet is just like one second anyway. And then everything will be back except human being. Mm -hmm. So if I think in that perspective, in a way, um, sustainability means something else than what we are dreaming about. Yeah. In, in a way, whatever you do doesn't matter so much because it doesn't last so long from mm -hmm. the perspective of the planet uh, age. Um, but since uh, we are human being, I think I have to adjust this focus a bit more into human being. And so... Uh, Yeah, in that case, um, yeah. Sorry, I forgot actually what was the original question was. Uh, <laughs> I expanded too far and then I, I, I forgot how to come back to your question actually. How artificial intelligence? Oh, yes, yes. And now I get it. And then in that case, in a way, artificial intelligence, uh, AI, uh, can uh, judge much better than us what is uh, good for this planet, for instance. But as I said, we don't really want to imagine the time after we left. So if we are focusing on to the time when we are still living, then uh, in that case, uh, I think what I'm expecting from AI is that it can save a lot of time for us uh, to concentrate to what uh, only human being can do. So uh, one example, uh, When we, before you have a calculator, all this mathematics and calculation you have to do by your hands and your brain, right? Mm -hmm. And then, um, but after you having calculator, of course, you save your time to calculate. But the thing is that our lifetime or the, the hours per day, 24 hours, uh, is not changing ever. It's constant, right? So 
my point is that probably what I'm expecting the most is that because of the AI, we can save our time to do something else, and we can focus uh, more onto more creative work or more poet poetic work or all kind of stuff which human being is extremely good at, or what we feel very fun out of it. And do you also have a solution? What happens to the people that lose because of AI their jobs? I. I think uh, there will be certain balance at the end because mm -hmm. I don't believe they can take care of everything what we are used to do. Mm -hmm. And I'm also expecting we might also discover more uh, professions which never really exist before because mm -hmm. of AI, just simply because we have time to think about it. Mm -hmm. So, um, but to be honest, Usually I don't think about this topic so much because um, I think this is a kind of a natural wave, unstoppable kind of wave. And how do you think about the future living and working space? Is it allowed to do home office in your studio? Uh, yes, of course. Uh, we still encourage people to come to the office. Mm -hmm. Um, because um, we are relatively compact office, so we don't anyway end up with very uh, dense, densely populated office environment. That's mm -hmm. not the case anyway. And also, uh, we still appreciate this old school, you know, like uh, discussing directly and then Uh, brainstorming and uh, we don't really touch each other by the way but uh, still you know much more yeah. tangible uh, and I think a lot of people agree there is a, a substantial difference between communicating via monitor mm -hmm. or you just sit together and discuss and arguing directly in front Because that comes because of, not just because of uh, COVID, mm -hmm. COVID now um, the discussion to be more flexible, to have mm -hmm. more individual freedom, when mm -hmm. to work, where to work. What do you think about this? I like, the, I like the idea that we have more choice. Mm -hmm. Because indeed, in some case, we can actually work uh, remotely. Mm -hmm. And also, uh, actually, for the last 10 years, uh, we have been working a lot in abroad. So even despite uh, or nothing to do with COVID, We had been doing already a lot uh, online. Mm -hmm. And then uh, sometimes, yeah, you want to meet directly and then you meet and shake hands. But indeed, it doesn't have to be always. So I kind of like the idea of the flexibility between these two methods of work. Mm -hmm. Yep. If you just do home office, I think you get the fusion between work and living mm -hmm. is... Um, too tight together that you mm -hmm. maybe need sometimes the distance from your workplace and then go mm -hmm. to your living space. I have one last question regarding artificial intelligence. How do you imagine the future design process? Hmm. Future design process. I do not really see... Uh, much difference mm -hmm. uh, there will be just a different degree of the proportional proportional difference of the type of the work 
So it's uh, going back to the calculator kind of uh, mm -hmm. uh, analogy. That's uh, probably a lot of uh, trial and error kind of option making. All this process can be actually uh, uh, done by AI, for instance. So we can uh, test a lot of variations in a very short time. Mm -hmm. um, but at the same time, I still believe our kind of ability to intuitively get to the point is very, uh, yeah, because human being is so unpredictable uh, animal, let's say, that the way how we think is a very ambiguous and very uh, kind of unexpected way, let's mm -hmm. say. So, um, but again, that very simple, uh, let's say, uh, technical calculations, which can be done not by us, but AI, and they can probably also advise us mm -hmm. what we should check because maybe we are not covering everything and maybe they are much sharper. So probably it's going to be collaboration between uh, them and us, probably. Mm -hmm. And that's, uh, I'm quite positive about that kind of future. It's kind of beautiful uh, vision which I have. Hopefully, hopefully. Mm. But I think we will discover it. <laughs> <laughs> but the thing is that it doesn't matter so much how we think about it mm -hmm. it, it will come yeah it will come <laughs> we already reached the last question what means architecture for you personally hmm. yeah um, architecture is still the device which has a substantial uh, influence to our Uh, cycle or our mental uh, perception of our, of, of our world uh, simply because uh, maybe architecture is often much larger than us and then it contains a space and as you know the space has massive impact to our way of thinking and on any, any levels let's say and then so But at the same time, I don't know, like, uh, like the painter loves the paint, um, like sculptor loves sculpture. I kind of love architecture, maybe because I've chosen to, you know, take the practice uh, being architects. So this is also my hobby at the same time then. Mm -hmm. It just kind of I need for my life, let's say, to work on it. Well said. <laughs> This sounds really poetic. Thank you very much. You're welcome. For, that you took your time to be on the show. This was this week's episode. We really hope you liked it as much as we did. If you have comments, suggestions, critics, please let us know. And till next time on What's Next. Ciao, ciao.